Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is James from Dividend Stock Talk, brought to you by the 10-Minute Trader, where we invest in dividend stocks for weekly and monthly cash flow. Main goal is to obtain safe, secure, predictable, and consistent 1% per week. Today is January 12th. I believe it's Wednesday. Alrighty, it's Wednesday. Let's jump on in and see where we're going, see what's happening, see what's what's up. Alright, first we're going to do, look at the, the three companies that we have on our list. Lowe's is top of the list. Let's look at the last couple of days. And it's about time Lowe's turned around. We got a 30-day high at uh, 263. And a 30-day low at 201. She's sitting at 256. Sorry, 252.54 at the moment. She's bouncing off. It appears to be her new low at uh, 240. So she's bouncing off that. She's at 252 at the moment. Where was this last week when I could have used it? (laughs) Anyway, you never know. Hey, that gap got filled. Remember we talked about gaps a little while ago? Gaps have a tendency to fill. Well, she gapped down on Monday, and uh, she just filled today. That's a good thing, because she gapped up this morning. That's a good thing. All right, anyway, so let's jump on in, see where we are, see what's going on. Um, Lowe's, we got at uh, 258. She's sitting at 251 at the minute. Is that right? 258, and I sold the 255s. Oh my goodness, what was I thinking? Well, hey, it was the only thing that probably had any money to it. So I'll have to keep an eye on that one because I would prefer it not to sell it at 255 carry it through another week, maybe capture the dividend and capture the difference between what I paid for it and what it's at at the moment. So we'll keep an eye on that one. Procter & Gamble's next on the list. Uh, the last 30 days, we've seen a high at 164.39. That was uh, last week. <clears throat> and we have a low at 138.69. She's sitting at 158 today, still looking for that bottom. Because we had quite we had a nice little run-up um, from the beginning of December to today. She went from 150 up to 165. So, fifteen bucks. That's a little. That's almost ten percent increase in a, in a month, which you know is not bad. But like I said, she's sitting at one fifty eight at the moment, and I was holding off on um, selling covered call on Procter and Gamble only because she kept. I wanted it to find its bottom because I'm at one sixty two, my purchase price, and she's sitting at one fifty eight. Let's see what we can find out for Procter and Gamble. The bid right now is one fifty eight seventeen, and the ask is one fifty eight twenty three. That's a five cent spread, which is a bit much for a company that should have a tighter um, a tighter spread between the bid and the ask. All right, well I can sell the one sixty. 
for, uh, what is that, 25 cents? Or, yeah. Let's go to 160, 25 cents. I only have two of them. It's an extra 50 bucks. So I'm going to sell two Procter & Gamble calls. Um, that's going to give someone the right to buy it from me at 160 anywhere between now and expiration on Friday. It's only 52 bucks, but if you think about it, I only paid um, oh, I forgot, 158 159 for it. And she got filled at 27 so that's $54. $54. I'm already over my, my, uh, my goal for the week. So that was nice. Uh, and this was just a little bit added bonus to it. Alright, so what's next on the list? Next on the list is AT&T. Alright, so AT&T, the last 30 days, we had a low um, at 2202 and a high at 2682. The high... <clears throat> for the year 2682 was uh, last week <laughs> she's sitting at 2640 at the moment and where are we with AT&T alright we got AT&T at 26 and she's at 2640 so we sold the calls alright so we bought the, the stock at 26 even okay and we sold the call at 62 cents a share. That brought us over um, 1,200 bucks. Okay, so that's 1.2% already. Um, and then we added a little bit more just a little bit ago. And then we made some the other day. Whew, 1.2, 1.3, so we're at 1.3 so far. That's not bad. I'm gonna have to check and make sure, see what I did the uh, whole week. All right, so that's all. Excuse me. That's everything that I own. Now, we took a look at half of the dividend achievers. Now, the dividend achievers are those companies that have increased their dividend payments for a minimum of 25 years. We got six on the list. However, BK, which is Bank Mellon, we already took a look at yesterday and on Monday. So I'm not going to take a look at BK again. C is first on the list, so let's see if what kind of trades we can do with Mr. C. Citibank, or Citigroup, whatever it is. Okay, Citigroup started out the year last year at 66.81. Didn't take long to find its bottom. We have a double bottom for this, by the way. Um, <coughs> 57.69, hit it once at the end of January, and then we hit it again um, in the middle of December. Okay, so you get the double bottom. <coughs> it looks good on the yearly chart, but at this moment in time, it's not really doing anything. Okay, so let's go back to the beginning. We get the first low in the uh, beginning of February. And she hit the high of the year at 80.09, and that was the beginning of May. From there, she drops to a trading range of 70, goes there for about five months, and then she drops and she hits that bottom again. That uh, 5756, or where was it? Um, 5759. 
Now, the neat thing about this, December 20th, just before Christmas, this thing hits the low of the year, or, or a double bottom for, for the year at the 157.50. And then she jumps up and challenges the high of the year again, but only making it to 68.65, and that's today. All right, so where is it going to go? Is it going to continue going? Um, let's take a look at the seasonality, because seasonality basically is one chart on top of another over the last 10 years, giving us an idea of where the company usually goes. Now, just so happens that I'm looking at the chart for Citigroup, and she spikes at the beginning of the year, from January 1st up until... From what it's saying here, the 13th, which is tomorrow. And then there's a drop. So I don't know if this is going to continue to go up a little bit more based on what it's done in the past. I mean, that's all we can do. I mean, nobody really knows what the future has in store for us. But looking at the 10-year average movement, this thing does spike up at the beginning of the year. Tomorrow and the next day could continue to go up, but I don't like buying at the high of the year. So, right now it's at the high of the year. So, I'm not going to do Citigroup. But, for those who want to, let's jump in and see what Citigroup looks like. Because those two numbers so far looked good. Now, we're looking at the big chart. The big chart basically is just a chart that has a lot more data more indicators in it to give me an idea. Um, <clears throat> the volume looks steady. Nothing crazy about that. The 50-day moving average is starting to trend upward. And the buyers and sellers is a 2 to 1 ratio. There's twice as many buyers as there are sellers. So everything is pointing to the up direction for, for Citigroup. So let's look at the other numbers. That was strange. I just saw something I never saw before. The bid was actually higher than the ask. But then the computer refreshed and it changed. <laughs> kind of funny. All right, so the bid is 67.97 and the ask is 67.92 cuz it just dropped. The numbers keep changing. But there's only a 1 cent spread between the two. All right. 684 6784 to 6785. That's what it is for Citigroup. Now, if we were going to buy it at the market at 6788, we could sell the 68s for 90 cents. That is more than 1%. And you only got two or three days to worry about it. Okay, because if we were going to buy it at the money, it's 67.85. The 67 is going for 144. That's more than 1% once you take the amount out that you're paying. That's a nice one. I like that one. So let's see what a what a spread would do. Um, she's at 67.83. So let's go to the 67. Is 72 cents, so that's a 30% trade, a little bit more than a 30% trade if the stock just stays where it is or goes up. Because you look at the 66 67 spread, that would be lovely, wouldn't it? All right, so let's go one in 65 66, see what that looks like. 
6566 is not really worth it. It's only like a 10% return for well, think about it. 10% is not that bad for two day for three days. You know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You know, but the stock would have to stay above 65, and she's almost at 6780. Well, that's not a bad trade. I like that one, Citigroup. But then again, she's at the high, so I don't know what's going to do. All right, next on the list is KMI. KMI. Into the one-year chart to see what it looks like, what the numbers are, so we can go from there. So a year ago today, it's 15 bucks. She dropped down to the bottom, 13.75, and that was the beginning of February. Now, from the beginning of February to the high of the year was only two months. So she hit the high of the year, 19.29, on uh, the 11th of May. And there she drops down a trading range of 16.30. Travel sideways for a bit the last 30 days. Where are we? Okay, so the last 30 days we got a low at 15.01 and a high at 17.77. And that is today. Okay, they got a dividend coming up in two weeks. Let's take a look at the seasonality. See what it normally does. The ten-year period. Kinder Morgan. Kinder Morgan. What do they do? Huh. I heard the name. All right. So Kinder Morgan has a nice little upgrade. She keeps on going. Uh, probably right up until the end of the month. So that's a nice little sign. So we had three nice good signs so far. Now let's look at the big chart. KMI. Nice. I like this. Nice escalation in, in price. The chart looks good. The 50-day uh, moving average is a nice uptrend since the, be since the beginning of the year. It keeps moving up. The, the, the separation between the buyers and sellers happened um, right at the beginning of the year. They exchanged hands. They went their separate ways, and now they're at um, almost three to one. Three times as many buying as there are selling. So that's all nice. So let's take a look at trade grid and options and see what we're looking at there. Kinder Morgan, right now the bid is seventeen sixty-eight and the ask is seventeen sixty-nine, and we all know what that means. That tight, there's a lot of volume out there. Now, if we're going to buy it at the money, and we're going to sell the 17 and a half, that's not really worth it, in my humble opinion. Because right now at 17.69 was the ask. The 17 and a half is 24 cents. You add those together, that's 17.75, and you're only looking at a <clears throat> a six cent profit. Six cents off of a seventeen dollar stock. I'm trying to figure out the percentage in my head. <laughs> yeah, seventeen bucks. Ten percent would be a buck seventy. Five percent would be sixty. Okay, yeah. yeah, I suppose that could be your 1% or 2% on that one. 
I wouldn't do the 18s. The 18s are only selling for three cents. All right. Anyway, I just don't like the number for me. You know, making five cents off of a $17 stock. Hmm. All right. <clears throat> Next on the list. Oh, what's the spread look like? Yeah, spread's not even worth it. All right, next on the list is NRG. 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 Who the heck is NRG? NRG Energy Corporation paying out a 32 cent dividend. They started out the year last year at 40.31. Took about four or five months to find the bottom at 31.88, and that was in the end of May. From there, it took about two months to hit the high of the year at 45.73. All right, so we have a 30-day chart at the moment. We're seeing a low at 38.42. That was the uh, middle of December. And we're seeing a high at... Uh, 4336 that's the beginning of January you got your typical profit taking finding a new bottom right here at uh, 4009 she's sitting at 4136 at the moment so we got a new support at 4009 she's bouncing off that <clears throat> hitting 4134 at the moment where's she going to be going in the next couple of days she can continue up until the end of January based on historical performance. So she could, she has a nice little upward movement still. So that's good. Let's go and jump on over to the big chart, see where the money is flowing. NRG into the big chart. Oh, okay. So we have a couple indicators going different directions. The buyers and sellers are coming together where the buyers are retreating and the sellers are advancing. However, the 50-day moving average hasn't changed yet only because you got that six down days in a row. Um, that was um, all last week, from last Monday to this Monday, all six days this thing has been going with lower, lower highs and lower lows. So she's finding that bottom now. <coughs> where was it? At 40.12, bouncing off of that. So that's a good indication that she is getting ready to uh, move back, I'll continue to move up. NRG, we want to get rid of that. <coughs> so the bid on the ask, 4142, 4146. So that's a five cent spread on a $40 stock. Okay, it is what it is. So the at the money right now, 4146. Uh, is actually selling for 4180 which gives you your one a little bit tiny bit tiny bit less than your 1% uh, just by buying the stock giving someone else the right to buy it from you at the exact same amount of money i mean you think about it it's weird <clears throat> you buy it at 4146 you're selling someone the right to buy it from you at 41 
and you get 80 cents a share, you subtract it out, you're walking away with um, 40, uh, 37 cents, just a tiny bit under 1% return. And if you do that 1% return every week for the whole year, that's over 60% return for the year. That's freaking crazy. And it's a safe trade. Number one, NRG is a company that's been increasing its payments to its shareholders for more than 25 years. And what do they do? It's an energy company. They produce energy or sell energy or... I know I don't know all the details. Like there's a, there's a few of them I do know the details of the company. There's one company that has over nine hundred thousand customers. Something really big would have to happen for nine hundred thousand companies to drop them, <clears throat> you know, to make any significant changes. So here you can get you can get your one percent off of this one just by doing a covered call if you wanted to. Do a, you know the neat thing about <clears throat> dividend trading is you buy the stock. Sell someone the option to buy it from you for the exact same you paid for it. Collect your 1%. And if it doesn't go over, you carry it into next week. You do the exact same thing. Uh, now, we do this two weeks prior to the, the EX date. Because worst case scenario, we're going to hold on to the stock and continue collecting the dividend. Which, that is the main reason why people buy dividend stocks in the, in the first place. They're not looking for price escalation or, or uh, looking for security with the cash flow. And a lot of people are happy with 2 or 3% per year. But hey, that's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for 1% per week. And so far, last year, we did, uh, <clears throat> we did our, our, our 50 or 60% for the year. But um, we got 49 out of 52 weeks last last year that we hit the 1%. Most of them were more than 1%. Like last week, perfect perfect example. Last week, 1.3%. This week, we're at 1.35, uh, oh, I think, so far. And we still got a couple more days to go. All right, so anyway, that's NRG. Let's keep, keep the ball rolling. Next is OKE. OKE. Oni Oak, one one okay. I have no idea what that means. One okay, one okay Incorporation. Oni Oak, I don't know. O N E O K. How do you pronounce that? Oni Oak. All right. Anyway, OKE started out last year at uh, forty three sixty two. By the end of January, she found its bottom at um, forty. 45 from there she traveled up um, the middle of July to hit 56 area and a little bit of prof taking goes sideways for a month and a half then shoots up to find the high of the year which was at 66.78 okay now we're going to look at the last 30 days now the last 30 days we got a low down here at 50 565 and that was just before Christmas now from there she keeps on going up hitting a new 30-day high at 63.55 and that was today now it's not the high of the year but it is the high of the 30-day period so let's take a look at seasonality find out where she normally goes all right, Onio continues to to go up. 
right into the middle of February before she turns around. Now, I'm not saying that's where it's going to go. I'm saying that's where it, that's the performance it has portrayed over the last 10 years. So we have three good buying signals so far. Now we're going to jump into the big chart and see what that does. OKE. Okay, so we're having a little bit of communication problems between the buyers and the sellers because they changed hands three times in the last two weeks. The 50-day moving average is having um, a little bit of a downslide. It's tilting down, but it's not the only indicator, you know, because it takes a good, you know, week or so to to actually have some kind of momentum on the 50-day moving average. <coughs> and the buyers and sellers have traded, dr traded, uh, you know, greetings a couple of times. <coughs> Yesterday, the buyers overtook the sellers, so the more sell more buyers than there are sellers. But um, Monday, there were more sellers than buyers. And then last week, last Tuesday, there was more buyers than sellers. So the direction is pointing one way. Uh, the 10-year performance is pointing one direction. The buyers are advancing. The sellers are retreating. But how far are they going to go? There's no huge divergence between the two. You know, we got uh, 24, 19 to 24. I mean, that's not a huge spread. All right, <clears throat> let's go to the next one. Oh, wait a minute. OKE, the bid is 63.17. The ask is 63.19, a two-cent spread between the two. At the money right at this moment in time, 63.24, the closest one would be 62.50. You add them together, you'd have uh, 63.85, and that's a 50-cent profit. That's under 1% doesn't make me happy camper uh, the 65 is paying 40 cents that probably we would be the better bet if she continues moving up um, only reason because we got the dividend coming up which is kind of like a security blanket in my humble opinion you know the worst case scenario gonna own this company who has shown by its performance to continually increase its payments to its shareholders which is ideal all right, <clears throat> so this is what I would do if, if you know, I was in a position. All my money's tied up. I already made my, my money for the week. This is just for those who want to look at other possibilities or have money sitting around. All right, <clears throat> the ask at 63.41 and the, uh, the 65 call, giving someone the right to buy it from you at 65, which is more than what you paid for it, would give you a 45-cent premium right off the bat. Okay, so you're getting 45 cents per share right off the bat. You're going into the dividend, which is in two weeks. Um, and then you have the opportunity, if it doesn't go above 65 by Friday, okay, by 4 o'clock on Friday, then you carry it through to the next week and you do the exact same thing over again. Okay, so you continue doing it. Absolute worst case scenario, you just hold on to it and collect the dividend. All right, so that's that. Last on the list is TXN. T, is that Texas? No, that's not Texas Instruments, is it? Texas Instruments. There you go. Uh, Texas Instruments started out at 172.19. Got a double bottom, hitting it once in end of January and again at the end of February. And that's 161.60 area. 
Now from there, she bounces up and it keeps on escalating. She hits a high of the year. They got a double high at, uh, at 202. Um, and that was towards the end of November. Now, end of November, she also dips down to 186. So she actually gapped down to 186. Went sideways for quite a while. Um, the last 30 days. Let's take a look at that. Last 30 days, she was as high as 196.73. And the low... 177.90 and that was on Monday today she's sitting at 186.32 nice movement to the upside let's take a look at what she normally does well, <clears throat> with our seasonality I love seasonality I actually created software to do this <laughs> a few years ago <laughs> and then they came up and they had their software I like my software better because I can change the dates and then see how the stock reacts to a specific date all right, um, she has nice escalation towards the upside. Nothing huge, uh, but still going the direction which we want it to go. TXN into the big chart, see what those numbers look like. All right, unfortunately, the buyers are advancing, sellers are retreating. However, there are more sellers at this moment than there are buyers. The um, 50-day moving average just changed direction last mid last week, so now it's going towards the upside. It was basically flat for about a month, basically going nowhere for the whole month of uh, uh, December to the beginning of January. So now we're in the second week of January. She has a slight little up uptrend to it on the 50-day moving average. Uh, it, it could be a trend toward the upside because the buyers and sellers have both changed directions on Monday. Okay, where there was more sellers than our buyers, now they're coming together, and it looks it looks as if by the end of Friday, they're going to change positions where there'll be more sellers, be more buyers than sellers. So she is on an uptrend, going to an upside, which we always like that. The bid is one eighty six thirty four, and the ask is one eighty six thirty nine. That is a five five cent spread. Okay. All right, so at the money, 186.40. If we sold the 185, which is the closest, uh, we're going to look at both. 180, okay. The 185 would give you 215, 220. You add that on there, that's 187.20. That's a buck 20. That's under 1%. But if we did the 187, you get 91 cents. Okay, that's. A half a percent on your money and if it continues to go up you'll you'll get the difference between the purchase price of 186 and the strike price of 187.50 which is about uh, a buck nine so buck nine, that's almost two bucks you'd be getting off of that and that would be a better deal if it continues the momentum that it has and it, it could very well keep doing that she's sitting at 186.42 and she's a nice little a nice comfortable uptrend that's what I'm going to call it so that is everyone on the list to, uh, to look at today um, we looked at the dividend kings we looked at the dividend aristocrats we looked at the dividend achievers and uh, we also looked at Warren Buffett's list 
It was a nice, healthy list. There's basically nothing for us to look at tomorrow other than um, we're going to look at some triple play possibilities and then go from there. Uh, this is James from Dividend Stock Talk, brought to you by the 10-Minute Trader. We're out of here for today. We'll catch you guys tomorrow. Hopefully, everything's going to look peachy, and we'll figure out um, what's going on then. You guys have a great day. Talk to you tomorrow. Well, that wraps up another session. I want to thank you for joining us. If you want to follow along with some of these live session trades, let us know. If you have any questions, we can get back to you. And have a great day. Well, that wraps up another session. I want to thank you for joining us. If you want to follow along with some of these live session trades, let us know. If you have any questions, we can get back to you. And have a great day.